So for those who are visiting, my name is Rob, the pastor or rector here in the church, and it's great to, to see you all, and I'll be speaking to us today. Hands up here who reads the Irish Times. Hands up who reads The Independent. Hands up who reads both. Interesting. I was offered a subscription to the Irish Times for the congregation, and if more than 20 people subscribed, I'd get a free copy, so we're not there yet. <laughs> One of the articles in the Irish Times a few weeks ago by Fintan O'Toole, I kind of love or hate Fintan O'Toole, I'm not sure which hate is too strong a word. He's a great writer, but he had an article in the Irish Times a few weeks ago in response to Archbishop Martin's article, which was entitled, a, The Church That I Loved, The Church That I Love is Locked in the Past. And Fintan O'Toole was writing that one of the main issues in the church today is that they lack fresh vision and they lack compassion and they are risk averse. It was a fascinating article and as a church leader, I have been reminded again of the importance of all of those three things, to have fresh vision, to have love at the center, and to not be risk averse, but be open to taking risks. In Holy Trinity, we have these values which underpin this vision, which I think, like every vision, can leak, it can drift away, it can become something that's just academic, and we can forget it. But we have these five values in our church, which I wish I could talk to Fintan O'Toole about because I think he'd like them. And they are very simple, they're very accessible to all people. They are that we will be a community that is sustained by God's love, that the gospel and the message of Jesus and that we are sons and daughters through Jesus of God, not robots, not people who follow rules and regulations, but people who are sons and daughters through Jesus. And this sustains us in our life and how we love each other. That we will be a community, will be old and new together. We are a unique expression in the Church of Ireland that has a older expression, a traditional expression at the 8.30 and the 10 o'clock services, and then us today here. The hip and trendy, as, as they say, at the 10 o'clock uh, congregation. Well, look at me, I'm not hip and trendy. Scott Evans is, that's for sure. <laughs> that we would be outward reaching, we wouldn't just be a holy huddle, but that actually we would reach out. We would love our city, and that your work matters uh, in the city, and God matters to your work. And it's not just something we do on a Sunday. And then lastly, and what we want to speak about over the next few weeks, is that we are one body, many parts. And see that list, and I would encourage you to uh, take it to your heart and really try and pray into that, because that's who we are, and that's what underpins our vision as a community. One body, many parts is foundational to who we are in Holy Trinity and how we express ourselves. And over the next six weeks, we want to mine this value for gold. We want it not to be academic. We want it not just to be a line up on a slide, but we want to go deep into it as a community. 
And so we're going to have different speakers. We're going to have Sherry, who leads our worship team here in the church. We're going to have Joe, who leads the youth ministry, and Bev, who leads the children's ministry, because they're a part of our body and actually hearing about what it is they're doing. We're going to have more prayers, you heard from Dorothy, and we're having our gala dinner especially picked on May the 17th, so that we can be one body, many parts around the table. But what does this actually mean for you sitting there today in a culture where sermons historically have been the one person giving the knowledge to the many in a monologue as opposed to a dialogue which is meant to be mined? What does this mean, one body, many parts? In its simplest way and most accessible way, I would put it this way to us. We are a church family with diverse gifts, connected and committed, connected and committed. Not separate and apathetic, if you like, but connected and committed to each other by our love for Jesus and his love for us. Connected and committed because Jesus loves us and we love each other. We're not just a group of individuals who come along for an hour on Sunday. Most of us grew up like that, maybe you didn't, I certainly did. But in Eastertide, this season from Easter Day to Pentecost Sunday, as I was saying last week, we find ourselves in a unique season in the church year. And a key part of our story as Christians these seven weeks from Easter Day to Pentecost Sunday, it's a story and a season of flourishing and thriving in the church as we look at the resurrection and what it means for us. But we also look at the birth of the church, lived out in its many and diverse ways, one body with many parts united in Christ, and we in Holy Trinity are part of that ongoing story. And we see this as very important to us as a community and something which we're going to be talking about because it's so easy to drift back to just coming on a Sunday to being a part of a service. And sometimes life can be busy and we do just need a time to come into that and I get it. But the Bible speaks so much about this one body, many parts. It ingrains, in the New Testament specifically, it is ingrained within the very culture of what the community is, and culture eats strategy for breakfast. There's two specific parts in the Bible and the New Testament which talk about one body, many parts, and how actually it works out. The first is Ephesians 4, verses 2 to 7. This is Paul speaking to his church in a place called Ephesus, a very young church, a very diverse church, an upwardly mobile church with a lot of professionals in it. When talking about one body, many parts, he says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bear with one another in love. And make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Ephesians 4, 2 to 7. 
Another passage in a very different church made mainly of, of poor people who are homeless with some professionals in an urban center, not as influential as Ephesus, but nonetheless very influential in Corinth. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 14, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we are all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is, made, is not made up of one part, but many. And so the purpose of showing you these two scriptures is like this was comparing, excuse me in this comparison, but comparing like Kinigad to Dublin. They were two very different places in the ancient world, very different makeup, very different constitution, very different issues. But here we have the same call to be one body, many parts, even though in a different context. And that really matters to us today because here we have Paul who is saying, look, you all have your own views on what church is. You all have your own history as to what church is. The word church wasn't around back then. And that's important. You're diverse. You're different. You have a, an expression which is different. But yet, the best way a body is manifest, and the best way the church had an impact, not just internally within you, but externally to the world, is an expression of unity in the midst of that diversity. They stay in biology, it's similar to stability within variation. And unity and diversity and one body in a world that's very fragmented and very separate is so important. And so your uniqueness matters. How God has made you matters more than anything. But we see ourselves as a corporate body that must come together as one part. The Bible also speaks of God being a God of community. For example, in Paul's letters, he refers to Jesus as our Lord 53 times, and only once as my Lord. And so Christianity has to be expressed in this context of community, together, one body, many parts. And because of this, the church reached out to everyone. The church loved everyone, Jews and Gentiles, free and slaves, man and woman, young and old. They reached out to everyone and they let God through his spirit bring them deeper into relationship. They actually put aside who they were so they could love the other. And to be sure, the early Christians were certainly socially inclusive and remarkably so, but they also sacrificed their very lives to maintain the exclusivity of their loyalty to Jesus first above all else. Now, practically, this is a really important thing of what it means to be church in the 21st century Ireland, one body, many parts. But practically, it's so easy when you read this and as you're sitting there, for it just to become an academic exercise, or that was all very nice 2,000 years ago in the Bible. But what does it actually mean for us today? I hope Ethan won't mind me giving this illustration. Um, I'm sure he's, he's going, yes, please don't, Dad. Um, 
Ethan is learning at the moment to use the bus around the city and being a remarkable young man and traveling here, there and everywhere on the bus. And so I got a manual um, to try and, I was going to sit him down when I think of this, it was the most idiotic thing I was ever going to do, but I got a manual about how to use the bus in, in Dublin today and I was going to sit him down and I was going to say, now Ethan, turn to page one, leap card. When, bordering the, when entering the bus, present your leap card in an orderly fashion to the bus driver. This never happens in reality. It's lash onto the bus, put your leap card down and get on. But there's loads of instructions in this lovely presented book, instructions and suggestions and examples as to how you should use the bus. Now the best way was just to say, Ethan, here's the leap card, get on the bus, I'll see you at home, work it out. But the reality is the Bible, for many of us, can be like this. It's, it, it's like a manual. We, we see it as something that you can read, but it needs to be applied. You need to travel on the bus. You need to put this into practice, one body, many parts. In reality, we have to actually do this as a community. But I think this is very hard to be done in modern-day Ireland. I was saying at our Easter vestry, our AGM, last Thursday, that putting this idea of one body, many parts, is into practice is difficult. However, being a church's community, this is what I quoted, being a church community, one body, many parts, where service is at the center and you put the other first, living as a healthy family of brothers and sisters in Christ is not easy. The world wants us to think like consumers, considering what we want and what we can get out of a particular situation, product or event. That mindset can trickle down and filter into the church. When we accept the gift of salvation, we gain new identities as children of God. We become members of the household of God, called to love and care for one another, even above ourselves, to put others first. This is the church family, and this is one body, many parts, but yet difficult to put into practice. Not just an instruction manual, but a guide for a flourishing life in a church community. And I think in the world today, there is a hunger for community, isn't there? We live in Rathgar, all these signs are going around. We are a community, not a corridor, this bus corridor again back to the bus, this bus corridor going down through Dublin 6 and even parts of Dublin uh, 14. There is a hunger for community in the world today. People want to be a part of something. Our street feast, across the city you'll see bunting. We're going to one this afternoon on York Road to be with our local um, community and neighbours. There is a hunger for community, but I think oftentimes communities expressed in the world where we go to that community to get what we want from it, to define ourselves, whereas actually the biblical expression, you're important in your diversity, your uniqueness is important, but actually you join a church to serve others and to put others first. And that is very difficult to do in modern day Ireland for two, two reasons, I think. The first reason is because our context, our context in the West is driven mainly by individualism. And 
we have grown up since we were that high with consumerism filtering down all the time into everything we do and everything that we say. I was reading an article, I love watching movies, uh, I love uh, the Oscars, and I was reading an article by uh, Cameron, I can't, David, not David Cameron, the man who produced or directed Titanic. And he was saying that there was an article, they do reviews in all movies that go to the cinemas across the world, they do reviews and they ask people afterwards what they thought of the movies. And it's really interesting, the movies in the West where we live, People love them when they're stories about someone who breaks free from the crowd and follows their own identity, who doesn't really care about what other people think, but is the person that they want to be above all else. They become that person, and that becomes the goal of life. Be the person you are meant to be. And then the West, people love that. But in places like China, he was saying, and places like Africa and other parts of the world, they really struggle with that because they have a collectivist, this is the word he used, identity of life, where it's the group mentality, where the community matters, where you actually are part of a collective whole. And I think this is very challenging for us because we actually view church then through a consumerist lens. We, we view it out of what we will get. We view it, I like that worship song, I like when Rob speaks, I like when Scott speaks. I love, okay, too much about me and Scott. I was, yeah. I was gonna say I love Scott's clothes and I do love Scott's clothes. But sociologists agree that the West is driven by individualism and other parts of the world are collectivist. And so the worldview of the Bible was this collectivist community. It was where when they came to faith, they actually lived to put the other first. And I say all this because if you try to do church, if you try to do it one body, many parts, without really going into that and asking, am I really here for other people or am I here for myself? Do I really come to Holy Trinity to actually get what I want? And that isn't all bad. Or am I here to serve the other and love the other and reach out? The weird thing that happens is that when we actually live for the other, we end up fulfilling ourselves. And that's a challenge, but that's an important thing if we want to be a church of one body, many parts. Just the first reason why we struggle with this one body, many parts. The second is that the church in Ireland has failed. The organized institution of church in Ireland has failed because of power and because it has been evolving around the model where you have an ordained person that goes to college for five years, gets all the knowledge, gets all the wisdom, and communicates to the masses what they, or usually he, thinks they should hear, as opposed to what the Spirit is doing in you, in all of you, and growing a community out of that as one body, many parts. The church was never meant to be like that. I'm not discounting ordination, or I'm not discounting uh, the importance of leadership. Sometimes the Archbishop listens to my talks, so I'm just saying I like to be ordained, okay? <laughs> but my heart and our heart is that we would be one body, many parts, where you, the people, are just as important and express this collective view of church as just as important as I am or any of us together. 
And because the church has been based around this model of top-down and power and control and money, Irish people are flocking away from it. They're just like, this, and they're right. But Holy Trinity, we want to turn that on its head and say the church is about Jesus at the center and the people of God coming to who they are meant to be and serve the world. In the West, the failure of organized religion coupled with radical individualism has affected our whole way of viewing the Christian faith and has profoundly compromised the solidarity of our relational commitments to one another. A return to community, the orientation of the early church, requires much more than a slight course change, though, or a correction in our weekly programming, or the addition of another line item in our Easter budget, Rather, it requires, an it requires an entirely new rewiring of how we view and do church. Because coming on Sunday is so much easier. Putting ourselves at the center is certainly easier. But if we live as one body, many parts, if we live as if there is no longer Jews, no longer Gentiles, no longer slave, no longer free, but just us together. That's when the church is exciting. That's when revival breaks out. That's where flourishing life comes from. And so the big question, and in closing with prayer now, is how do we do this? Well, praying is really important, and that's why we're involving ourselves in more prayer. But secondly, and this is for all of us together, prioritizing life together is important. It's easy when you live in Palestine 2,000 years ago and you live next door to, to, to people in the church, you can pop in and you say hello and you, you're living in a village context and life is, is so close, but we're dispersed across the city. Some of us live in Dublin 6, community not a corridor. Some of us live in Dublin 12, Dublin 10, Dublin 1. We're coming from across the city. so. Prioritization is really important. And behind me, the reason we put on these things here in our church are not just events, or they're not just things to do. It's because we really believe we are one body, many parts. We want to be a community that actually does life together. But more than that, creates a place where you can be fed and a place where you can grow but at the very center, a place where you can serve. And so these things like the community dinner, the Bible studies, the community groups, the women's retreat, the, the June retreat with the women that we just talked about, all of these things, they're so we can be one body, many parts. And I'm, it's an exhortation to us today that we're really good at doing this. But I think as we grow and as we even continue to develop this as a community, it will be challenging because we do settle back into the Sunday attendance thing. So over the next few weeks, I invite you into it. You're encouraged to be a part of that. If you can't come, listen to the podcast. And let's really try and push into being one body, many parts. So let's pray. If the band can come back up, let's... Um, Give God our yes, and let's offer ourselves just in a moment of prayer as we think about this in our own context and our own community.